On today's show, Stetson Bennett could lead his team to two national titles, but he couldn't find the right door after drinking. Locked on SEC starts right now. You are Locked on SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And what's happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked on SEC. It's great to have you guys along. Today's episode brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs, helping you hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your 2023 goals. Go post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college terms and conditions apply. I'm Chris Gordy. Thank you for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. And remember, Locked on SEC is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and at LockedOnSEC.com. Let's jump into it. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Makes the handoff. What a catch. Around the conference. And we start with some unfortunate news regarding Stetson Bennett as news came out early Sunday morning that he was arrested in the Dallas, Texas area for public intoxication around 6 a.m. local time. Now, details of the case still kind of uh, limited, but here's what we know as of this recording. The arrest occurred in the 1600 block of Tribeca Way in East Dallas. Officers responded to a call of reports of a man banging on doors in the area. When the officers arrived, they found Bennett and determined he was intoxicated. Released did not say if Bennett was the man who was banging on doors, but we'll put two and two together here. Uh, He was arrested by officers, taken to a city detention center. Uh, He was 25 years old, of course, uh, finished his Georgia career, leading the Bulldogs to a 65-7 beatdown of TCU winning back-to-back national titles. Just a week ago, he was named winner of the Manning Award, the only quarterback that factors in postseason performances, and he was very special throughout this postseason. Um, For anybody wondering why Stetson is out in that area, he is training in the Dallas area for uh, getting ready for the draft and all that kind of stuff. And kind of did a little research. We looked up the address of where this house is uh, or the area where he was arrested and it's a whole string of townhomes and there's a couple of rows of them and they all look exactly the same so if he's staying with a friend or he's renting out one of these places or somebody's providing it for him kind of easy to tell if he went out and had some drinks with some friends and came back and hadn't been staying there very long easy to get confused about which one it is and probably led to him knocking on several doors and waking people up at 6 a.m. And he's drunk. He's just trying to get home. But uh, Stetson was uh, released from the uh, detention center around 10 a.m. on Sunday. And I've seen a mixed, you know, reaction on social media. A lot of people making jokes about it. And, um, you know, obviously a serious thing. You never want to get arrested. And particularly with the NFL draft coming up. But, um, you know, this week, a lot of players reporting to the Senior Bowl. And last week it was discussed, you know, that, Stetson was offered an invitation by Jim Nagy and company to the Senior Bowl and ultimately turned it down, decided to uh, go focus on his training in the Dallas area. And now here he is just a couple days later, arrested. Maybe if he had been in Mobile for the Senior Bowl, this wouldn't have happened. But uh, I want to give a hat tip to Graham Coffey, who covers the 
uh, Georgia Bulldogs, he tweeted out, he said, look, my reaction ranges from these aren't the headlines you want as a player a few months from the NFL draft uh, to he's a former Georgia quarterback and it has zero bearing on the program currently. So, again, mixed reaction. A lot of people, either you love Stetson or you hate him. So, a story like this, if you already hated him, it's going to make you hate him even more. If you already liked him, ah, whatever. Just harmless. He was just trying to find his way home on foot and went to the wrong house. Either way, um, look, Stetson Bennett's considered at least most of the draft, uh, projected draft stocks you, you look at somewhere in the middle rounds, you know, third, fourth, fifth round pick, something like that. Uh, you have to wonder if this will hurt his draft stock. Well, some teams look at this as bad character play. So we will see. In uh, other Georgia news, Georgia offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach Todd Munkin who has uh, been running the Bulldogs' offense the past three seasons. He reportedly interviewed with the Baltimore Ravens over the weekend for their open offensive coordinator position. Now, NFL Network also reporting Munkin is slated to meet with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this week. He is said to have his eye on a return to the NFL after winning two national championships at Georgia. Look, he's gone as far as you can go there. I mean, what else can you do there at Georgia? Uh, Munkin... Of course, came to Athens in 2020 after a step with the Bucks and the Browns. And with Monken calling the plays, Georgia's offense has averaged 32-plus points per game in three straight seasons. During the 2022 season, his offense finished fifth nationally, scoring just over 41 points per game and route to back-to-back national titles. So, look, it's uh, very interesting that two of the best uh, programs in the SEC, Georgia and Alabama, uh, possibly losing top assistants. Alabama already lost their offensive and defensive coordinator this offseason, and now Georgia could be losing their offensive coordinator heading off elsewhere. And speaking of Bama, their open defensive quarter coordinator position is uh, drawing a lot of interest, and one of the big names that has come up is a guy who did the job before, Jeremy Pruitt. And according to Tide Illustrated, uh, reporting late last week that Jeremy Pruitt was back on camp- campus recently and was, quote, very much in play for a return to Nick Saban's staff. Now, go back and look at Jeremy Pruitt's history. Started his coaching career as a grad assistant at Bama back in the late 90s. Came back to Tuscaloosa in 07 as the director of player development. Three seasons of that role was then named the team's DB's coach. There was DB's coach for three years. And then, of course, came back in 2016 to replace Kirby Smart as Saban's defensive coordinator. Spent two more years on the staff before becoming the head coach at Tennessee. So, um, Jerry Pruitt, all all roads just seem to always lead back to coaching under Nick Saban at Alabama. So, we'll see if uh, what's likely there. But wouldn't be a bad hire. Uh, Jeremy Pruitt as a head coach wasn't all that good. But Jerry Pruitt, defensive coordinator, particularly at Alabama, been very good so we'll see if uh he ends up back in that role and of course still searching for that oc as well with bill o'brien and pete golding both uh departing this offseason thank you guys again for making locked on sec your first listen every day coming up next we'll continue to go around the conference as a former auburn offensive coordinator heading to another school in the sec we'll tell you who that is in just a second but first want to remind you guys that uh, this episode is presented by our friends over at FanDuel 
And, of course, FanDuel has got you covered uh, this year. They're the only app you need at your Super Bowl party. It is FanDuel is America's number one sports book. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because, like we said, they're the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, it's even better. They have so many great features to make betting on sports fun and easy. Go download the FanDuel app now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown. FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you can get paid for your winnings instantly. Go check them out right now. Uh, By the way, shout-out to Jalen Hurts, former Alabama quarterback, and the Eagles getting back or getting there to the Super Bowl. Uh, Jalen has certainly played well this year. Jo- go join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on. You can claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That is FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. along here locked on sec and quick reminder locked on is heading to the senior bowl you can get inside analysis from the hosts that cover the nfl's next generation in college find out which nfl draft boards these players will be climbing all in one location subscribe to locked on nfl draft for nightly live shows from the senior bowl on tuesday wednesday and thursday this week at eight central nine eastern all right let's jump back into it as uh, more News to cover going on around the conference. So we head out to the Swamp as Billy Napier making an addition to his staff. How about former Auburn offensive coordinator Eric Keesaw joining Billy Napier's staff as an analyst? That is according to On3 Sports. Keesaw and Napier were both on staff together at Alabama back in 2015. Napier was the Crimson Tide's wide receivers coach at the time while Keesaw was an offensive analyst. After uh, four years at Boise State with Brian Harson, Keesaw followed him to Auburn. He was originally an analyst at Auburn before he got promoted to wide receivers coach in 2021 and in 2022 was named offensive coordinator after the whole hiring of Austin Davis did not go as planned. Keesaw was fired by Auburn along with Harson and other staffers on Halloween this past year. So uh, Eric Keesaw staying in the SEC. Now with the Florida Gators. See if he can help out Billy Napier's crew down there on the swamp. Over at Arkansas, some details coming out on their new DBs coach, Darren Wilson. was recently hired from a quality control coaching spot at Florida. Uh, After he was the defense coordinator at McNeese State, he will earn $300,000 this year. That's according to Hog Sports. His contract will run through February of 2025. Joins the staff that as Arkansas's new co-defensive coordinator, Marcus Woodson, who previously coached Florida State's DBs. And uh, again, see what Darren Wilson could do there in the secondary for Arkansas. And they were one of the worst defensive, uh, uh, statistically one of the worst defensive backfields in the country for much of this year. And of course, uh, just gave up a ton of big plays through the passing game. Well, news over at Alabama, a familiar face back on their staff, Jake Long, coming back to Alabama after spending last year with the Oregon Ducks. 
long uh, reflected or changed his Twitter account to show that he is an Alabama staffer now. As a grad assistant at Oregon, he worked with the defense. Uh, the Tuscaloosa News reporting that Long returning to the Tide in a defensive analyst role. Very familiar with Alabama as a former player and coach. Was a walk-on defensive player at Alabama from 2013 through 2016. After playing at Bama, he got into coaching as a student assistant in 2017. Was a grad assistant from 2018 through 2020. Was an Alabama analyst in 2021 before going out to Oregon. So, congrats to Jake Long back over at Alabama. In some recruiting news, uh, Dwight Phillips Jr. on Saturday announced his commitment to the Georgia Bulldogs. He is a four-star prospect in the 2024 class. 5'11", 170 pounds. Comes the ninth commitment to Georgia's 2024 recruiting class. Uh, 24-7 Sports projects him as a running back at the college level. Checks in as the number four running back nationally and the number 13 player out of Georgia already uh, said Georgia's recruiting class riding high of the nine current commitments seven of those players rate as top 100 players with four of the players ranking inside the top 40 so Kirby Smart win all these national titles certainly helping him on the recruiting trail in other recruiting news Wendell Gregory a linebacker prospect one of the top players uh, out of the state of Georgia for the 2024 class Friday night, he announced he had committed to South Carolina and Shane Beamer. That gives the Gamecocks a fourth commitment for the class of 2024. It's a four-star prospect and had a ton of SEC offers. Rates as the 12th overall linebacker in the country in the 2024 class, the number 23 player from the state of Georgia. South Carolina also made an addition in their 2023 class. Wide receiver Elijah Caldwell announced late Thursday that he is heading to South Carolina. He was a West Virginia commit, but backed off that pledge in December. Ranks as the number 121 receiver nationally, number 11 player from the state of South Carolina. Over at South uh, Kentucky, Mark Stoops getting a big piece to his 2024 recruiting class as three-star offensive lineman Hayes Johnson committed to the Wildcats on Friday. He's the number one overall player from the state of Kentucky. Nationally, he's ranked the number 555th player, the number 45th offensive tackle. It's the first time since last year that Kentucky signed the top player from Kentucky. The number one player last year's class was wide receiver Dane Key. He had a nice freshman year. So, see if Hayes Johnson will have that kind of impact for Kentucky in 2024. And that is the latest going on around the conference. Thank you guys again for making Locked on ACC your first listen every day. Coming up next, we'll get you caught up on the results, the grisly results of the Big 12 SEC Challenge from Saturday. That's coming your way in just a sec. Roll along here, Locked On SEC. And again, thank you guys for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. And uh, it was a grisly Saturday for anybody uh, SEC fan that was watching their uh, respective SEC basketball team in action. Let's run through it a little bit as the SEC, they got their butts kicked in the Big 12 SEC Challenge, falling to the Big 12 7-3. Mizzou, Mississippi State, and Tennessee – were the only SEC teams to win 
against the Big 12 on Saturday. And now a few SEC squads have dropped in the net rankings. That's kind of what we follow to see, um, you know, what the uh, selection committee is going to do when it comes to seeding and all that kind of stuff. But uh, looking at the updated net rankings, Alabama dropped to number four. Tennessee moved up to number two. So Tennessee two, Alabama four. Uh, again, this is net ranking, not uh, AP or coaches poll. Uh, Arkansas chicks in at number 28, Auburn at 31, and Kentucky at number 35. Uh, just to kind of update you guys, if you didn't watch it, Alabama got blown out at Oklahoma. It was ugly for a team that was the number two team in the country. A lot of people thought they should have gotten the number one ranking a week ago. They were on a nine-game winning streak, and the Sooners dominated them, crushing them 93-69. to and CBS Sports noted the 24-point loss was the largest margin of defeat ever for a top-two team and a loss to an unranked team. So that was ugly. Uh, Tennessee kind of controlled their game the whole way with Texas. Uh, Florida did all they could against Kansas State, but Kansas State, uh, top-five team, they're just too good. Kansas State beat them 64-50. to Kentucky came out of the gates strong against Kansas, and then man, Kansas you know, pulled up with a good lead at halftime, and then the second half... Kentucky tried to make it close, and then Kansas hit a couple big threes down the stretch. And Kansas beat Kentucky at Rupp, 77-68. Uh, Mississippi State with a nice win over 11th-ranked TCU in overtime, 81-74. So, shout-out to the Bulldogs there. Shout-out to Mizzou. Getting it done against number 12th-ranked Iowa State, beating up 78-61. They are having a nice year, Missouri. That is the team to watch down the stretch, uh, kind of playing above their heads. I don't think a lot of people expected this out of Missouri this year. Uh, Auburn, disappointing, man. They, they came back and made it close there in the final minutes, fought all they could, but they fall 80-77, to 77 and Auburn loses their second straight. And don't look now, but look at Auburn's remaining schedule. It is brutal. Uh, so Auburn really going to have to do some soul searching here to try to finish strong with a good seating in the tournament. Arkansas. Uh, another team put up a good fight, but too much Baylor in the end as uh, Baylor gets out with the win, 67-64. to Arkansas's not bad, but, man, the losses are starting to pile up at 14-7. and And lastly, Ole Miss, they are awful. They got blown out by Oklahoma State, 82-60, and LSU lost at home to Texas Tech, 76-68. to Those two teams are just really, really struggling. By the way, A&M gets a nice win over Vandy, uh, you know, four SEC teams did not play in the in the uh, uh, Big 12 Challenge, and A&M's looking pretty strong as well. So, got some teams to keep an eye on here down the stretch as we uh, head into February and uh, start to get in the back end of this SEC schedule. And a lot still on the line for seeding. I mean, a week ago, the talk was both Alabama and Tennessee were in play for one seeds. Alabama going to have to uh, rebound, rebound quickly from that ugly loss to Oklahoma. And there you have it. That is the latest update from the SEC Big 12 Challenge. It's no more. It's done. We'll now get the SEC ACC Challenge moving forward very soon. And, of course, Oklahoma and Texas coming to the SEC very soon. So we'll get our own version of the SEC Big 12 Challenge with that. Thank you guys again for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Make sure to check out our brand-new podcast, Locked on College Basketball, everything you need to know about college hoops all in one place. Hear from our big-name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. 
Locked On College Basketball available on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Chris Gordy. This has been Locked On SEC. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow.